Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for this vision. Lord, we ask, O oh God, today that, Lord, you take charge, O oh God, over the service. Let your fire be kindled in every heart that is present here today. Lord, have your way in our midst, O oh God. Have your way. Lord, I diminish, O oh God. Even as, O oh God, you increase. Speak to me. I am the vessel, O oh God, ready for you today to be used to bless your people. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Okay. I want to go into the Word. <laughs> but there was something um, Prof shared with me when we're coming. And I think I'm led to just do that to start with. Praise the Lord. Um, I know you've heard a lot already and you should have made up your mind to be different from here. Um, Reverend Dalla broke it down further to how it applies to you and that you should have the fire and the zeal of God. You should desire to be different. You shouldn't desire to live here the same. But I know there are some roadblocks that affect our lives. So I just want to pray for a few people this afternoon. I feel like saying this morning. It is morning in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So if you are here and you seem to have this panic and anxiety attack all the time, you are fearful. Anything you want to do, you have this fear. And you keep feeling like you don't amount to anything. You will not amount to anything. You feel you'll be a failure as a professional. You feel you'll be a failure as a wife, as a husband. You feel you'll be a failure as a man of God. You feel you'll be a failure as a mother. Like all the things God requires of you. If you have this fear, it either downs on you, comes and goes. And you need somebody to stand with you, pray with you, hold your hand. Cast out that devil. Please come forward. If you have that need, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh. 
wadia wa wadia wa Please stretch your hands towards them. Let's pray for them. That the Lord Jesus himself will rescue them. We're cursing every root of fear. We're cursing every root of inadequacy. We're cursing every root of doubt. We're cursing every root. Yes, Lord. 
of discouragement. Yes, We're Lord. casting every root of fear, yes, of impurity that the devil has planted in their lives. Yes, Lord. We're standing on the altar of the Lord, on this altar of KCF and Zion. We're praying the grace of God into their lives now in the name of Jesus. We release every shackle of Therefore, lose your hold on these ones, for they have been bought by the blood of Jesus. We release you into grace. We release you into grace of forgiveness. We release you into grace of help. We release you into grace of success. In the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift these ones before you, O God. We crush every agenda of hell against their lives and destiny. Every demon of hell pursuing them, Lord. We crush in the name of Jesus, Lord. We release your grace of excellence, O God. Your grace of fruitfulness, O God. Your grace of success over their lives, O God. Anything in their background that is fighting them, O God. Anything in their background that has stood up against them, Lord. Anything, anything that, Lord, is pursuing and seeking to destroy oh god that which you have given to them we rescue them by your mighty right hand we rescue them by your strength we rescue them by your power we rescue them by your fire we rescue them by your favor lord we rescue them by your mercy lord yes lord father we curse that seed from their hearts now in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, we curse every seed in the of name fear of, of failure to die. Now, in the name of Jesus, in the name every of Jesus. of anxiety, die now in the name of Jesus. We release you into grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, men of God. As we go along, we pray for others. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So, the team for this fire compass. Fresh fire for new beginnings. Okay. Where's the text from? Isaiah. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay, so from Monday, you had the definition of fire. Uh, combustion, the mix of chemicals with oxygen, the burning of substance to produce heat, light, 
and um, smoke. Praise the Lord. Why do you all look like you don't remember? I wasn't the only person in class. <laughs> Are you sure you're going to leave here with something different? Okay, and then uh, Prophet Hayford spoke to us about becoming fire. Praise the Lord. Okay. Is there any takeaway you want to share? Does anybody wants to share? Okay. Okay, don't worry. It was a test question. I just wanted to see those who were bold enough to. And I can see those who are bold enough in the house of God. Hallelujah. God bless you for volunteering to answer. Praise the Lord. Okay. And then um, Apostle came through in the evening. And then on Tuesday, Bishop Boche spoke to us about focus and separation. Hallelujah. Or was it focus? There was no separation. Okay. We thank God. So this time there were a lot of people in class. <laughs> Glory to God. And then in the afternoon... Our great teacher talked to us about the mind. Go for your mind. Hallelujah. Do you have your mind now? Okay. Yo, I hear you. And then this morning, Apostle came through again. There was a lot of prayer, fire prayer last night. And then this morning, Reverend Della came to scatter the place. And there was a lot of deep teachings. The teacher is extraordinary. Praise the Lord. And what did he talk about? Hey. Destiny, fulfilling destiny by fire. Praise the Lord. Okay. So today looks like it's a destiny day. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to just... Um, is a leapfrog on what he has already done and then share something a little bit more hallelujah so i want us to read isaiah 43 okay it's on the board he says do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it i'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert hallelujah Okay, the Lord is telling us this afternoon that we should forget the former things, praise the Lord. And that we should behold, we shouldn't consider the things of old. Okay, time, you can break down time into three quarters, if you like. Well, quarter is four. Okay, into three um, sections. So one being the past, the other being present. And the other being the future. Praise the Lord. The past is where you are coming from. Hallelujah. The present is where you are. And the future is where you are going. Praise the Lord. Can we agree on these basic things? Okay. So, a lot of us are caught in the past. We are unable to free ourselves from the past. The things that we should have learned from. Like I said, the past is where we're coming from. The present is where we are. And so a lot of people are losing the opportunity of the present today. It is said that the present is a gift. Today is a gift. That's how come it's called the present. Praise the Lord. 
So you lose the gift, the value of the present God has given you because you're still living in the past. And you haven't moved into the present for you to aspire for the things that God has for you in the future. So today the Lord says he's doing a new thing. You can only access those new things if you can let go of the past, leave that stage. And people who dwell in unforgiveness, you live in the past. Because you can't let go of those events that happened at that time. You are holding, you are holding on to grievances. You are holding on to bitterness. You are holding on to pain. You are holding on to hurt. So you cannot move past those things in the, your behind. Praise the Lord if you can use it like that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you, are not, you are still stuck in that place because please let's rise as we acknowledge our Papa. We honor your apostle. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So the Lord says he's doing a new thing now. And holding you in the prison of the past is one of the easiest ways the enemy destroys your destiny. Praise the Lord. Because he's not allowing you to let go of those things. We all grow. We start from somewhere. And we meet various people along the way. Hey, don't worry, when I'm done with the message, you get a title. <laughs> so, right, you meet various people along the way. And all these people are um, agents, agencies that God is using to raise you up, to direct you towards the path you should go. So he says, now he's doing a new thing. And he wants you to behold it. And you can behold it by seeing with your mind's eye, your imagination. So if you can behold yourself as becoming a pilot, you can work towards that. Hallelujah. He says he's doing a new thing and it's now, it's bringing, it's beginning now. But if you can't bring yourself from the past, you can't forget what happened, how you failed, how you didn't do well, how you didn't succeed, how you were shamed, how you were embarrassed, how you were um, this... God disregarded all the things and you keep staying there and you let it shape you because a lot of you who came here with that fear is because of things in the past that's how come you have this fear every day I'll not do well I'm, I don't do well in math so you grow with that notion mindset that you don't do well and Reverend Andrew spoke to you about going for your mind you only succeed excel when you take charge of your mind praise the Lord so the Lord says he's doing a new thing. And he says, behold, forget the former things. He says, behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? Everything, anything the Lord does, he speaks to us about. Praise the Lord. His secrets are with those who fear him. And that was one thing that um, Reverend Andrew spoke about again. Humility. Did you speak about fear? Yeah, he's gone. Okay. That is one thing that you need to be fearful, not that he's kakai. Not that he's kakai. Fearful is knowing, as God told me, the fear of the Lord is knowing that he is God and he does what he says he will do. And so you hold him in reverence. That is the fear of the Lord. It's not the fact that he is kakai when he says hair, then you are scared. But the fact that you hold him in reverence, you know what he says he will do 
Praise the Lord. So he says he's creating um, roads in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's making roads in the wilderness. In this place, there are lots of you whose prayer life has died. You can consider it a desert. Your fellowship with God has died. You can consider it a desert. You can consider it a wilderness. Wilderness is where you find all those... Um, it's abandoned, if you like. Nobody goes there. So if your relationship with God has been abandoned, it's become wilderness. But he says, in this fire camp, praise the Lord. He's making roads. And when roads go to a place, what happens? Development. And when water goes into the desert, what happens? Life springs up. So he's doing a new thing with all the things that have become deserted in your life. The things you have left, this is the place. It's beginning again and new with us, praise the Lord. And he says it's now. So you can only cash in if you can leave the past behind. If you can forget what it is that you didn't do, what it is that you did, what you did that didn't work. And you can focus on God. Focus is a thing of the mind, praise the Lord. So Reverend Bocho speaks to you about focus. Reverend um, Andrew spoke to you about the mind. Reverend Dela spoke to you about destiny. Praise the Lord. A lot of us are carrying great destinies. In fact, all of us. There's nobody here without destiny. If you know you don't have destiny, please raise your hand. Let me see. There's nobody here who doesn't have destiny. And what God is looking for with us. I know a lot of us are... Um, first of all, for most of us, God is the last option. I lie. When you try all else and it fails, then you try God. God has become like your last option in life. Your head is aching. You want paracetamol. You don't have water. You want to drive to the nearest town and fetch some. You don't have electricity. You are running to your neighbor's house to go and charge your phone, charge your laptop. But it's never occurred to you, okay, there's no electricity in this house. How about I pray and touch the meter? <laughs> How about I anoint the meter? What is the use of all the power that is in me if I don't use it? So your God is like the last option. When you try, you went to the next town, there's no water, there's no water anywhere. Then you start praying, Father, send us rain, oh, Lord, send us rain, oh, open the tap, oh, let water flow through. But it's not a first um, option for you. It's not the first. It's one of the last things. And in your life, God has really become like a last option. When you have challenges with exams, you try God last. You go and talk to your um, FI, you talk to your course lecturer, you talk to the dean of students, you talk to everybody, but you don't talk to God. When you talk to all of them and it looks like you are going to fail, then you come looking for apostle. Then you come looking for prophet Hayford. Even that, you don't go direct. You still go through God's mouthpiece. But what stops you from being that mouthpiece? See, it's not so hard if you really put your mind to it. You're all children of your father, right, in the house, if you're in the house. It doesn't take you talking to... There are some special cases that you know some things. Only a brother or a sister can talk to your parents. But most of the time, you go to them. Directly, you don't talk to your father, to your mother, you don't talk to, you talk to them directly. But when it comes to our Heavenly Father, we want to use channels and mediums and avenues. Praise the Lord. So God says he's doing a new thing. And he's going to open rivers in the desert. And he's going to make 
make roads in the wilderness and open rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. But as I was saying, let's read Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5. Then this is the story about our big brother Moses. Praise the Lord. Moses was um, a leader in God's house. He was one person who had a great encounter with God. Hallelujah. So Moses was, and says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of the Lord, of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near. Hallelujah. This place, take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy grounds. Hallelujah. So we know Uncle Moses from the Exodus when God met Pharaoh and the Egyptians. You all know that story from Sunday school. Okay. So Brown Moses was called by God. And God gave him preferential treatment, just like all of you are children of God today. He brought him up from nowhere, put him in the palace, and gave him the best of everything. Hallelujah. So Moses had a destiny, had a call of God, had a purpose, had an agenda. And God placed him at a position which was strategic for him to fulfill that agenda. But what happened was that he had an idea, an inkling of what God wanted him to do. But he was not seeking the help of God to do that. Praise the Lord. And so what happened was, one day he got up and he thought, let me help these people. The Jews were being maltreated by Egyptians and him being the prince of Egypt. Because he has been adopted into that family by the princess, by the daughter of Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. So he was an adopted child, just like you and I. We've been adopted into the kingdom. But he did not seek the counsel of God in doing what God wanted him to do. Hallelujah. So what happened was he, went, he got into himself into trouble by killing some um, Egyptians. So he had to run away from the place where he was rightly positioned for what God wanted to do. And like most of you, you start doing things that you think God has asked you to do by your own strength and by your own might. When you hit the roadblocks, then you tell yourself, this Christianity thing is not for me. And so me, I'm going to take a back stance. I'm going to just sit down and watch because the more I pray, the more I get attacked. <laughs> the more I go to church, the more trouble I get into. And so I'm going to take a back stance. So Moses had to run prematurely into um, to his um, father-in-law's place. Praise the Lord. And so while he was in Midian, where his father-in-law was, he was tending the sheep. He took them to the far side of the desert. And there he met the Lord on the mountain of the Lord. Today I pray for you that you meet God on this mountain. The mountain of the Lord is where God is. His presence is there. So the way God caught his attention was through an encounter, through fire. Praise the Lord. Our team is new, um, fresh fire for new beginnings. 
So God used the fire to attract his attention. I know a lot of us here today are Christians by design. We happen to find ourselves in situations that was conducive for us to be Christians. So we're Christians for now. (laughs) Should we find another situation that is more conducive, we'll become that other thing. So most of us have not experienced God for ourselves. That is where I'm coming to with this. And so you have experienced God through other people. Maybe in the case of Moses, he was told what God wants to do with the leader. For which reason Pharaoh was killing the boys born around his age. And he has been spared. So he had a special feeling that he was the one. But he did not go to God to understand what that assignment is. So he had heard stories. So he knew there was a good God. And he probably believed God would defend him. Because he was doing God's work. Hallelujah. But at that point in time, he wasn't being led by God. He was being led by his emotions. Okay, you heard about the mind, the soul. The soul comprises of your mind, your emotions, your intellect. Hallelujah. Better while you were in class. Okay. So he was being led by his emotions and not being led by God in that instance. So what happened was he had to go back and relearn. And God had to now reconnect him to himself. And by the time he saw that fire, he was yearning to see who is behind it. A lot of you are here today because of prophecy. You have received a prophetic word, so you want that word to be fulfilled. So you are sitting here until that word that you be a multi-billionaire and you own companies. When that word happens, you are off. You are off the Christian radar. Then you start saying it is by your might. When you were working hard and studying and working at night, having no rest, like one lady I know, traveling at night. (laughs) She knows herself, running around about Babylon. When it happens, then you say, oh, it was my hard work. So that prophecy, you didn't meet the person behind the prophecy. You are being driven by that prophecy. And this afternoon, Rev. D spoke about all the great men of God, people who are doing mighty things. And you heard that, and you want some of it. And you think when you are here, you become one of those. But you are not ready to meet the one who is behind it. And what Rev. Deladin shared with you today is that there's a price to pay for it. Or Rev. D, you did. (laughs) There's a price to pay for it. The other day, I was watching one of these popular men of God that we know, and he was interviewing, maybe some of you may have even seen the video, interviewing a man of God who has been praying seven hours each night for the last 600 days. Yes. He's a human being. He's a child of God just like you and I. Seven hours, 12 to 7 a.m., consistently since 2019. 600 nights. What is he looking for? And he looks very much like Prophet Hayford, just older. <laughs> you know, what is he looking for? There's a desire. He's encountered God. And there's a yearning for him to know more. So nobody will laugh at him for him to stop. Nobody will tell him stop and for him to stop. Because he's looking forward to something. And he's not as popular because I don't know him. He's a pastor in one church. So the one that we know is interviewing this person who is his friend. The assignments are different. So what the popular man of God said is 
this guy may be the reason why there's no war breakouts, there's no fire, there's no arm robbery in his community. Because God has a man that will stand in the gap 24-7. So he sacrificed his sleep. He sleeps during the day. Part of the day. Not all of the day. So this is somebody who is giving something for God. So God can entrust him with his secrets. Hallelujah. So Moses had to lose his comfort. For him to align to the process and the things God wants him, him to do. So a lot of you have destinies, but it is something that is driving you. And it's not an encounter with God yet. So if there's an unbeliever that comes around, and we say any of you who have been hearing the message, the word of God, this past three days, evangelize to the person, there'll be trouble. Because you didn't know where to start, I lie. But you're a child of God, you know the king, you know your father. Oh, if I'm lying, let me know. I know it will be a struggle. You know what to do. Oh, let this person become, or maybe <laughs> one of the brothers from the other side, holding a machete, entered this place. I'm sure you'll be looking for the nearest exit. And there'll be chaos in this place. Yet we're all here to encounter God. But that's this chaos that will happen will show you where your loyalty, where your interest really lies. Whether you've come to meet God or you come because of a need. And a lot of you are looking forward to prophecies. Oh, you get prophecies. But I think Psalm 105 says what? The word of the Lord tried Joseph. That word will test you. Some of you are going through challenges today because of the words of prophecy you are holding. The stars you are carrying, they are bright, they are big, they are beautiful, but you don't know. And so because of that, you are going through various trials and challenges. The enemy has seen what you can do and what a danger you are to his kingdom, but you don't know. Reverend Delas said, well, you need a fire to rekindle that destiny. So we're talking about Brother Moses. So he had to go to the wilderness, and God used that encounter to attract him. So some of the prophetic words you receive is for God to attract you to him. But he's expecting you to now come and get to find out what more there is to him. Praise the Lord. I was sharing this example with somebody. It was a public prophecy, and so I'll still use it here. Maybe I shouldn't use that. So I use another one, since it's my senior who <laughs> prophesied. So I use another example. So a lot of you, young ladies, have been told you marry a great man of God. And you are excited. You will have businesses in, or church branches in Dubai, in Canada, in USA, in, in um, Switzerland, in Sweden, in Geneva. Hawaii, and you are all excited. <laughs> Bahamas, thank God. But you haven't, you are excited about the word. That is God attracting you. But you haven't asked God, Father, what's the price I have to pay? And you are just looking out quickly to any man of God. Now you're not even, you don't even know what kind of man of God it is. You are looking forward to any man of God that will come your way. Any. And so, if your fiancé that you said God spoke to you about, you're in a relationship, 
then you say, oh, he's never been serious, so I'm dropping him. And he, that fiancé is probably a business person or businessman. <laughs> because you have not taken the trouble to understand what the attraction is and what is behind it, you probably go and drop that businessman. Because your word, your whole mindset is a man of God. And is a great man of God. Yes, the great is important. But you haven't asked God what greatness means before him. Praise the Lord. He says, he who wants to be great has to be the least, has to serve, has to be the servant. And so God may not be talking about greatness as in all these things have happened now. But they will come. And you are a factor in it. You are part of the process. But here is the case. This is somebody who has lost his bearing for a while. He's into business. Or he's looking for money to sponsor the kingdom. And you dropped him because he said God said man of God. But he's a man of God God was talking about. You have missed off. You have become like Moses trying to help God with your flesh. With your own abilities. With your own mindset. Praise the Lord. And whilst I am at it, I'd like to just chip in this. I'll go into the word. I'd like to chip in this. That God has been speaking to you. Marriage is part of God's destiny. And God has an agenda for each marriage. Praise the Lord. And so those of you who claim you have fiancés and you don't know what your purpose is in that relationship, you don't know what God's agenda is in that relationship, rethink it again. So God was speaking to me about the fact that in some marriages, the greatness of the man depends on the assignment he's given to the woman. Somebody will say, hey, yes, I'm coming there. And so if this woman has not discovered her assignment, because we're told you're a help meet, you're a help meet to the man. That's what the Bible says. But if you don't know what assignment God has given you in this help meet, you miss it. So I was speaking to one of the young ladies and I said, you know what? You need to invest time in getting to understand the agenda, the purpose, and the focus of God for your life and even for marriage. It is our wish that you all be married. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It is for replenishing the earth and having dominion. <laughs> it's for replenishing the earth. And so if you're own replenishing the earth, you start it early and you keep killing the seeds and the seeds keep coming up and you keep making it a nuisance, then you are helping God in this vision. And God is going to really deal with you. Praise the Lord. So God, the, if the lady, the woman doesn't understand the assignment and the man doesn't understand the assignments he has and the assignment God is giving the lady he's bringing his way, then they are going to mess up that project. Hallelujah. So for a typical example would be Mary, the mother of Jesus. Joseph was not required in this program or project, Project Jesus. Joseph wasn't required. The only reason we heard of Joseph was Mary. Hallelujah. Charlotte, are you with me? Great. <laughs> 
The only reason we heard about Joseph was the fact that God had given Mary an assignment. And Joseph's greatness depends on Mary fulfilling her assignment. So if Joseph maltreats Mary, and the angel appeared when most Joseph was having funny ideas, the angel appeared to him and gave him a stern warning that God is about a business in this person. So do not compromise it. Hallelujah. He was required for covering and for protection. And he did that duty well. But that was it. We didn't hear about him again. We heard about Mary. And then again, the example of Boaz and Ruth. We only have heard of Boaz because Ruth had an assignment. And in the genealogy of Jesus, she was listed. So if the man does not understand that that greatness you seek or has been spoken to you comes with a woman on your side because that assignment is born by her, then you'll be in big trouble. So unfortunately, we have this bad contemporary example of Nwakachi. This was the name Nwakachi or Nwakachuku that we've heard. It's because of the woman. Without her, would he have known the man? So his greatness was born out of the woman fulfilling her assignment. And today we can mention Josmaya, you can mention Marilyn Heike, you can mention there are lots of women like that. And so if these women don't understand their assignment and they cleave to a man who also doesn't understand his assignment or does not understand their role in their lives, then they are doing the kingdom disservice. Praise the Lord. So you fine ladies and fine men, understand this. Find out what the woman is for in your life. Find out what the purpose is for this union. It's not companionship. Hey, and I have a girlfriend, and this is my boyfriend, and this is my this, and my sweetheart, and that is not it. Praise the Lord. So if you don't understand why God is putting you together, you cause a lot of confusion. And you'll be mismatching. Reverend Andrew said, God doesn't like mismatch. Is it that this or that, but not a mixture? So that word of God, that prophecy, is to attract you to God. But you're supposed to find what is behind it. What is the prize? What is God seeking of me? So for most of you, you have great destinies. And what God is looking for, some of you have been told you work in company A, B, C, D. And you're excited. What is God's purpose for you in that? And so that word will try you. Praise the Lord. The devil will try to miss and match the word. Your family idols will jump inside. Your background will jump inside. Your mistakes will jump inside. Everything will enter. And so by the time you realize, they say you'll be a mother of nations. And maybe that means you'll be also for mommy, but you've already given birth to 20 children. And they have different fathers. And so you are a mother of many nations, different nations. <laughs> but, that's, but that is not God's intent and purpose for you. That's not the original plan. So when Moses drew closer to the fire, when he was attracted, he was asked to remove his slippers because where he stands is the holy ground. He, that is more like submitting to the authority of God. Laying down his tools, his need and will and desire to help God. So that God will now take him through the process. Hallelujah. God will now take him through the process of recalibrating him. Per his purpose. So he can fulfill destiny. Hallelujah.
Let's look at um, Luke 12, verse 49. I hope we're getting something so far. Luke 12, 49 says, I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Hallelujah. This is the Lord Jesus talking. Okay. And he says, he's come to set fire. Can we read 50 years old? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus talking about his assignment, his purpose. And he says he's come to kindle fire. And we did a bit of, in fact, more expose on that today. With your destiny and fire. The Lord Jesus said, you know, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was here with us. He, he goes and comes. He wasn't here with us, sorry. And so people had various encounters. And I was talking to you about encounters. People have encounter, but they don't really meet the God that is behind the encounter. And so after that encounter leaves, the people are back to their old state. Praise the Lord. And a lot of you are Christians by design. Situations have put you here. So you haven't met the God behind those encounters and the various things you want. So when you hear people giving powerful testimonies, people saying things God has used them to do, people commanding the earth and things happening, you want to be there. But that is why you are here, to fellowship, but not because you want to meet the God behind it. So if you happen to have that encounter, great. But immediately, test of time. Trials, temptations come in, there off you go again. So in the Old Testament, it was like hit and run. The Holy Spirit will come, somebody will prophesy. And at the time Jesus came, people were still so focused in doctrine and the law. And today we heard about God calling as those he calls into the kingdom, their servants. Ready? <laughs> the servants. And so he's calling you into the kingdom and he's looking for sons. It says if it's a household, it's sons. So God is looking for sons, not lawyers. Lawyers are those who keep testing the law and proving the law. And so when Jesus came, there was a lot of law. Like the law says this, the law says that. Um, you can't do this on this day. You cannot eat this. You cannot dress like this. They were so steeped in the law. And a lot of you are steeped into religion. And Apostle said it on the first day is that religion is man's attempt to reach to go up to God, right? It's your attempt to reach up to God, but through faith, through Christianity, or the faith that Jesus Christ brought, is God revealing himself. In fact, God bringing us back to himself. God calling us back to himself. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came, there was a lot of us like this where, where we like the methods, Okay, when you come to church, kneel down, get up, stand, sit. We don't like all this open-ended, okay, the Holy Spirit will move today, and so we don't know when we're starting, and we don't know when we're closing. We like to have fishes to know what is happening. And so when Jesus Christ came, he had this encounter, even with the disciples. Why are you doing this? One day he went eating with his disciples on the Sabbath, plucking corn, and they were offended. The lawyers were offended. Why are you eating on the Sabbath? Why are you working? Plucking corn was working. Why are you healing a person on the Sabbath? And Jesus Christ explained God's intent and purpose to us, that God is looking for a relationship. 
So he says, the Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. All of you here today, God is calling you into an intimate relationship with him. It's not about the laws, do's, don't, sit here, don't sit here, pray this hours, don't pray this hours, um, fast this day, don't fast this day. It's a relationship. He is restoring you to himself. So these people were steeped in doctrines, in religion, in practices. And he says, look, I have come to rekindle fire. And I wish that fire was already in move. He's come to revive his people. And in Acts 2, or is it Acts 1, we realize when the Holy Spirit came, after he had gone through this baptism he was talking about, the Holy Spirit came, praise the Lord, and fell like tongues of fire on the people. Hallelujah. Okay. If my tech people would help me, that would be great. Yeah. But if not, Acts 2 verse 3. Praise the Lord. So he says that Holy Spirit came and these people were, had become different people by the reason of the fire that had come down on them. And so you do yourself good today if you understand that the fire come that you're on, the fresh fire that God is talking about is to realign you and recalibrate you to destiny. Because a lot of you have gone through issues of life. You've been hit left and right. And some of those things have become block, block, uh, blockages for you reaching the desired place God wants you to be. But today you're sitting on the mountain of the Lord, this fire come, to receive fresh fire so you can go out there and achieve the purpose for which God has called you. Praise the Lord. And that purpose is even in the corporate world. It says um, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5, that in the last days, Isaiah 2, verse 2, in the last days, the mountain of the lost temple okay, shall be established as the highest of the mountains. All nations will stream to it. And verse 3 says, many people will come and say, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if you've done a bit of... Um, or we heard anything about the seven mountains. Okay, there's a mountain of the religion. There's a mountain of the um, education, teaching. There's a mountain of hospitality, entertainment. Oh, help me now. Family. Okay, so you know there are all these mountains of society. And the mountain of the Lord's house has to stand higher than that. And you and I are part of that mountain. And the Lord Jesus has come to set us up on fire so that we can spread this mountain, that nations can come to us. And so some of you, again, back to the prophecy, where God is sending you, you should know that God needs a man. So I keep saying Daniel is the example of what a believer should be. Our Old Testament Daniel. Praise the Lord. Because he was not a prophet. At least he wasn't called a prophet. But he had a relationship with God. That made him go through four um, sessions or governments. He was a business person just like all of you are aspiring to be. He was even working for somebody. He wasn't an entrepreneur. But most of you, you are designed to be entrepreneurs. What difference would your business make to the mountain of the Lord. 
And so Daniel was a man just like all of you, going to church, praying, but he had a relationship with God. And so because of that, God could speak to him and he could prophesy of the end times. He stood in the gap. He did his work diligently. Most of you use work as an excuse. And we couldn't finish our work, and so we couldn't come to church, and so we couldn't pray, and so we couldn't fast, and so there's all the excuses. But Daniel was in the era before the Holy Spirit. You today have the Holy Spirit. So you should do more than Daniel. You and I should do more than Daniel. But we put excuses before us. And so we're not able to achieve the assignment God has given you. For some of you, when they say you'll be in World Bank, you'll be in the United Nations, you'll be in Mary Lynch, you'll be in all the other great things, and you're excited, it's because God wants somebody to stand in the gap in, on that mountain so that the fragrance of Christ will spread amongst the dead. So your job may be in the morning when you go pray, Pray at home. When you get to the office, pray and commit the office into God's hands. So you can invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into that atmosphere. But rather, when you go in, then you join them. If you can't beat them, you join them. So you become, become a part of the system. You let it quench your fire. Because you didn't know the one behind the fire in the first place. And you didn't know why God was sending you there. Some of you, God is saying you go to the U.S., you go to the U.K., you go to Canada. You go to France. But you don't know why God wants to send you to France. And if you can start off by being one of the prayerful people, you hit that ground and you continue praying, God will begin to show you what he wants. Maybe he needs more praying people. He needs more people on his team. Jesus Christ was alone. And he explained to the people that God is not about the Sabbath. It's not a Sunday. It's not a Monday. It's not a Tuesday. But it's about man having time with God. Man having the purpose of the Sabbath. God is about his purpose. God is about his agenda. And so the Sabbath was set for man to rest. So once you can do that within the schedule that you have and fellowship with God, you are good to go. And so again, in the Old Testament, this is the new, in the Old Testament, I keep using that example. Zelophe had daughters. <laughs> the love he had daughters. These were people who couldn't inherit. And the law was stiff at the time. But these people went to Moses and said and asked him, How can it be that our father has no sons and we are disqualified? And God told Moses, Moses was probably ready to say, Go and sit somewhere. You, these women are too loud. You, this the love he had daughters are too troublesome. Like you never just keep quiet. Everywhere you go, there's trouble. But God told him that these people can indeed inherit. Was it not the same God who gave the law? But it's about his purpose. And so whilst you pursue God and you are just into systems, doctrines, religion, Jesus Christ says he's looking for a new breed of people who are on fire, who have the religion, who have the purpose and of an agenda of God driving them. And so Moses was attracted by the fire. But he had to submit his will. Praise the Lord. He had to remove his human efforts. He had to go barefooted. The shoe was the support. He had to stand on the bare ground so that he can encounter the God behind all the things he's heard. The God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. 
he needed to encounter that God for himself. And, and so until you encounter God for yourself, until that fire goes through you, and that fire transforms, comes from within, and you're still sitting here waiting for prophecy. I told you in Psalm 105, it says that word, tried Joseph. God told Joseph, you are going to be great. The dream he had, that was his revelation. That was the vision that was driving him. His brothers, his parents, everybody was bowing to him. But he was becoming entitled in his own way. Praise the Lord. He had the best garments. He had the best everything. He became a tail um, chuka. <laughs> he was a snitch. He was tell, telling tales on everybody. God had to take him through a process. God's secrets are with those who fear him. God will not tell you things if your mouth is nabugoga. And everything you hear has to run out. Praise the Lord. Everything you see, you say. Some of you have not disciplined yourself yet. Reverend Andrew spoke about discipline. You haven't disciplined yourselves yet for God to use you. And so your destiny is in jeopardy. And you, that, see, some of the trials and afflictions and the temptations and the things you're suffering, some of them are out of disobedience. But some of them is God aligning you. Praise the Lord. So if you have a great destiny and you are goofing around, God is going to take you through the process. Praise the Lord. And so some of you are walking around with a lot of broken hearts. It's because you haven't aligned to God yet. No, it's true. It's true. You've tried Kofi, Kwesi, uh, Yao, uh, Richard, all of them. And you guys, you tried Monica, Philippa, Cauliflower, all of them. Liquisha, Likenya, all of them. <laughs> and you are walking around with a lot of burdens, cargo. It's because you haven't aligned to God's purpose for you yet. And so God is using all these people to tame and recalibrate you. There, he's using them to humble you in a way that you'll be aligned to his purpose. So it won't work. And you keep trying. There's something you're looking for in those people that you should find first in God. And God wants you to see that he's the one you're looking for. But you keep trying. If you try and you don't succeed, try again. So you keep trying. And you keep trying. And you keep trying. And so the trials and temptations and the things you're going through is because you haven't aligned to God's purpose yet. So you keep having girlfriends. You have them, and they all break your heart. It's because God wants your attention. So when you, God is seeking attention and he's using Philippa, Monica, um, Elizabeth, all of them, Pamela. And, and you are not paying attention to the message. And you are angry with Pamela, you are in the wrong. Or you are angry with Monica, you are in the wrong. Because that person was the vessel God used to draw your attention. So after you move on from that person and you are still holding Monica in your heart, you'll be losing out on God's purpose for your life. But Monica may find God after you also bumped into her. And God will be using her happily and you'll be sad. So all the people you meet who do things to you, some of them is because you are not aligned. I said some of them. I'm not saying all of them. 
And for some of you, the things you are carrying, the challenges you are facing, me, I'm a living testimony. Praise the Lord. There are things God wants me to do in my family. And see, until I see, I set, I align myself to that purpose. I keep having things happening to me. And it's all pushing me, it's supposed to push me towards God. And thank God, every time something happens, I look towards God. And some of you, the destinies you carry, God will try you. Again, it says the word tried Joseph. And there's another um, scripture in Jeremiah 17, verse 10. It says, I, the Lord, I search their heart and I test your mind. God tests us to approve us. And God is not testing us as if he doesn't know what we can or we cannot do. He is testing us so that we will have the assurance that we are well able. Praise the Lord. So when somebody breaks your heart and you don't go mental, it's God testing you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now you know you are strong. Now you've been humbled as well. So when you thought you were the in thing, that you were the most handsome, you are the most beautiful, now you know there are people who can just say, you know what, you are nothing. So it's God bring you back to zero so that he can build you up properly. Hallelujah. So he says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. So God will test you to reward you. And then there's an interesting scripture in, let's read, um, sorry. Let's read Luke. Praise the Lord. Let's read Luke 35. 35 to 48. Luke 12. Sorry, Luke 12. Praise the Lord. So when you are steady and it looks like your head is dead, is God just speaking to you? <laughs> God that he had children who are mentally dull. So if you are suffering that, is God speaking to you, telling you, wake up, my dear, that there's fire that you need to rekindle. There's something about your head that the enemy is attacking. If you don't get up and start praying, the enemy will use that, will destroy your destiny. That means your destiny is head-based. Praise the Lord. So it says, um, can I have like NIV or Amplified? Okay, it says, be dressed and ready for active service and keep your lamps continually burning. I think Prophet Hayford spoke about the lamp. Praise the Lord. And lights. And I think Bishop Oshio as well spoke about lights. And it says, be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast. So that is an example of how we should be as believers. Praise the Lord. He says, you should have your waist girded. You should have, be ready, be dressed ready. For the master who has entrusted you, all of you have potential. All of you have destinies. All of you have seeds that the Lord is looking forward to come and harvest from. And that's how come you are on this earth. Of the millions of sperm that your father released, you are the only person 
the only one that was able to get to the destination. And so success is in your destiny, praise the Lord. Success is part of you. Failure is not part of you. If from the day you were conceived, you were a winner, know that you are, you are a winner for life, hallelujah. So when the devil comes whispering to you that he cannot succeed, tell him that, look, I won from the beginning. Of the many that were released, I'm the only one standing. So that alone should give you vim and energy to keep going. Hallelujah. It says that when he comes and knocks, they may immediately open the door for him. Blessed, and again it says, happy, prosperous, to be admired, are those servants whom the master finds awake and watching when he returns, when he arrives. He says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he will prepare himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. Verse 38. Whether he comes in the second watch before midnight or even in the third after midnight, they've even helped us with it, the breakdown. First watch, second watch, third watch. The second watch or the third and finds them so prepared and ready. Blessed are those servants, but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he would have been awake and alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You to be continually ready because the son of man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. And then Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us? That was Jesus. Again, I told you, God doesn't have dull children. So when Jesus came, he spoke in parables. It takes a discerning mind. It, take, it takes a smart person to be able to understand the things he was saying. So Peter asks, are you talking to us disciples or to everyone else as well? Then the Lord said, who is that faithful and wise servant? Did I ask that we read all this? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. You let's go through. Um, whom his master will put in charge over his household to give his servant their portion of food at the proper time. Blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired is that servant whom his master finds so doing when he arrives. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is taking his time in coming. And that is some of us, our problem. We lack when it comes to patience. I prayed that prayer once. Father, teach me patience. And it was beautiful. I was telling Reverend Roland about it, that I had a boss who was type A. Those of you who did um, whatever, whatever it is, um, character type, whatever, we, those psychology things, right? He wants everything done like yesterday. So even if the thing is due next week, he wants it done yesterday. So there's no time for relaxing or waiting. And even if you do what was to be done next week, yesterday, he'll still give you more to be done the week after. That has to be done still yesterday. So the Lord took me through times of challenge. I had to be patient in all of it. Either that or you talk back. Yeah. Thank God I was born again. I'm a born again away girl. So I'm very calm. 
Thank God for my born again self. Because if not, you'll be tempted to talk and talk back and ask what the age is wrong with you. What at all is it that you want in this life? And he's a, an elder in his church. So you expect him to know better. But he doesn't. And I know he'll forgive me if he's listening. He's a type who will tell you, if you do something, you say, oh, we thank God it's worked out. He says, yes, you lazy Christians, that's all you know how to say. Thank God. Instead of working hard at it anyway, then you'll be sitting there saying you're praying. And when fortune lacks smiles on you, then you say, thank God. So such a person, you want to evangelize them every day. <laughs> if you know what I mean by evangelize. But God taught me patience, so I had to find a way. Sometimes I sit in a meeting, and he's running his mouth. I'm actually on Mount Horeb, just praying. I don't hear anything. I only hear the last word. Then he says, you are not here with me. I said, I'm here. What did I say? Then I mentioned the last word. <laughs> I just realized when the mouth is going to end, then I listen, so I'm able to pick. So God taught me a lot of patience in the process. He's still teaching me patience. Because until I prove to myself, not God, that I am patient, God will test me. But for me to know what is in my heart, and for the devil to, for me to know that the devil is no match for me. For the devil to know that I'm an overcomer, praise the Lord. Okay, so it says that, um, if the servant says in his heart, and some of you, that's the thing, God says wait. But we don't understand wait. We think God is keeping long in coming. What does this wait for? I have decided to be a virgin. Male or female is a virgin. And I have decided that when I marry, that is when I'll try to procreate and replenish the earth. But God has been watching my biological clock move. And it's ticked, and it's ticked, and it's talked, and it's talked. Now, it's TikTok past the time that is allowed. And that time, I hold the time. It's my body. So I hold that time, and yet God is letting it TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And it's going. And yet nobody is coming my way. So what do I do? I find people who are available and show God small. So that next time he can take me serious. Because I feel he's not taking me serious. So some say that, look, look, God has entrusted you with something. And you're telling God that he's taking too long in coming. Like Saul. He says, Samuel is taking too long. The war is getting interesting. It's drawing closer. It's heated. And Samuel is taking his sweet time. Is he the only person who can offer a sacrifice? I've spoken to some people who said, my first fruits and my tithe is between me and God. So I don't need to see the priest at the altar. I'll just come and drop it. God knows I've paid my tithe. But there's a request of God that the priest pray for you. You could have prayed for yourself, but he didn't say bring it. He says bring it to the house. So this person says I'm a priest unto myself. <laughs> so I'll do my prayers because I don't think I need all these things in my life now. So some of you say, okay, I've been waiting for God. Eh, he's taking forever. I know when it comes to um, maybe career, we're a little more patient. 
When it comes to maybe eating, we're a little more patient. But when it comes to relationship, yeah. Most of us are impatient. I don't know why. But you are married to the Lord. Will God marry you? Yes, he's married to you. You are married to the Lord. So I don't know what the rush is, but we're always in a rush. We're not patient to wait on God. Even when it comes to career, when it comes to money, we are the most impatient. Why wait and collect the money tomorrow when I can collect it today? And so that has led a lot of us into trouble. So there are job opportunities and where God is not coming and then something comes and you can see that God is not in it. Then you bring it to Apostle. Father, um, Papa, I have these job offers, one, two, three. And you know you want company D because they pay the highest. Company A is the Christian company. <laughs> They're a startup. Company B is the Christian company, but they don't pay well at all. Company B is a Christian company. They pay all right, but uh, it's just some people, kind of people work there. Company C, that one is rich, and it will require you to work maybe Saturdays and nights. Company D, they'll pay you all the money in the world. They'll give you a car, they'll give you a wife, they'll give you a husband, they'll give you children. <laughs> They'll give you everything you ever dreamt of. Except they'll call you some Sundays. And they will require you traveling with some executives as well. And sometimes you have to offer extended services. And extended services, you know. You have to be, like, hospitable. <laughs> and you know God has spoken to you about the startup that is Christian. Probably was started by Rev D. <laughs> it's a YouTube company. <laughs> the DD one hasn't come. <laughs> but you don't know there's a DD one in the future. So you come and you've obviously discounted them. Then you come to Apostle and you're worrying Apostle. Or oh, Apostle prayer. Apostle says, in his heart, he says, Chia, <laughs> you think I was born yesterday? And he says, oh, I'll pray about it. You go and come. One week, you haven't heard from Apostle. Company D is calling you. And you know that's what you want. Then you come and be worrying Apostle. Then now you come and tell Apostle, I've had a dream that <laughs> Prophet Hayford was telling me I should go to Company D. <laughs> and I've heard God telling me that. Then Apostle says, okay, go ahead. Because you heard God. Can he be a better mouthpiece than yourself to God? And you know all this while that this is what you are looking for, but you are impatient because you know these ones will take a bit of working. God wants to work on you. That's why he wanted you to go to company A, DD1, so he can prune you. You start by walking. You start by being diligent. You go to work on time. There are no perks, but you give your all. You learn commitment. You learn humility. You learn loyalty. But you are not ready for that. So you go and pick this job. And when things start happening... You come and complain. Eh, Apostle, this job that's the way I got, it doesn't give me time for anything. I can't even pray. And my boss is worrying me. He always wants me to undress and dress. <laughs> Yet your lack of patience got you into that. And in your mind, you said you go and bring the money so that we can build, develop the kingdom. At all, we're moving. We're buying land. 
So you opted for that, but you knew deep down, you knew in your heart. Prophet Hayford will tell you your conscience is your first judge. Your conscience was telling you that A is where God wants you to be, but because you are impatient and looking for money, the Lord is keeping too long in making you the millionaire he said you will be. And he, you want to help yourself. See, you are helping yourself to your destiny, but God is not in it. Praise the Lord. Like Moses, God had to ask him, take off your slippers. And until you submit yourself to God's process, these things will keep happening to you. Eventually, either you get fired upon, after compromising and all that, that you didn't want to do. You get fired, you come back to the house. Then you start again with God. And you start again with looking for, first, you are better with God, you are angry, you are annoyed, all of it. <laughs> then God will come through to you. Maybe Reverend will sit you down and talk to you about the love of God and the peace of God and the mercies of God. Then you let go. Then you start again. He tells you that your destiny is still bright. And it's true, it's still bright. Apostle will tell you that even witches receive prophecy. Because God still has a vessel. He has a purpose and agenda for that person. The devil may have corrupted your hard drive. So you are no longer functioning as you should. But that doesn't mean that there's no purpose or agenda. God doesn't love you. God still loves you. But his plan is for you, for you, is that you would come to him to bring you to the expected end that you should be. Praise the Lord. So it says these people were, um, but if the servants goes ahead eating, let's go to the next verse. The master of that servant to come on a day when he does not expect him. And that is a sad bit for a lot of people going through their trying moments. When there is about time for you to break through, then you give in. Praise the Lord. When it's about time for you to ask God to bless you, then you give in. So he says, as a believer, you should always be on watch. The hardest time is the time between the early morning dawn right before the day breaks. And that is when your trial and temptations get their hottest. And if you have the mind of Christ, you will know that that is about your breakout point. So a lot of you are asking God for breakthroughs. When they ask you to pray to God for something, God, I want to break through in life. I want to break through in life. God will take you to the test of the night seasons. Praise the Lord. And just when day is about to break, that is when you give in. So you are here today to receive fire. First, you are told about getting your mind. If you can get your mind, you'll be set right to receive that with God because Jesus says he's come to kindle fire on earth and he wished that fire was already active. And the Holy Spirit in John 16 is come so that he will teach us all things. He will lead us. He will order our steps. He will bring us. He will tell us the things that are in God's mind. Yours is to go for him. Praise the Lord. And so these servants, the believers, you're supposed to get your ways ready for service, prepared at all times, waiting for your master, looking out for Christ. Everywhere you go, look out for Christ Jesus. Watch out for him. Is God in this? What will God have you do? Start off with the basic. Pray. Commit your environment, your atmosphere, everything about you into God's hands. Invite him to take charge. And then you grow from there. 
So like I was saying, some of you are looking for beautiful jobs, United Nations. There's a lot of chaos in there because maybe those who were sent, in fact, not maybe, those who were sent ahead of you have failed God. And so he's sending more people and he's hoping that you and I would stay. We'll keep the fire. We'll keep it aflame. We'll let it burn. Praise the Lord. We'll cause that fire to burn. We'll go for the mind of Christ. That God is testing us. Can we go back to the scripture? Jeremiah. Is it Jeremiah? Seventeen ten. That he's searching and he's testing us. Not because he does not know what is in your heart. As though he needs to know what is in your heart. But he's testing you so he can prove you and give you the reward that is due you. So do not give up at your test moment. When the day is about to break, when the dawn is setting in, that's when we give up. A lot of us children of God, we give up when it matters the most. Praise the Lord. And then um, I remember one man of God said, when um, the word of God in Psalm 105 said, Joseph was tested, was tried by that word. Anytime God gives him something to do, it's like that is when he has the most opposition. Praise the Lord. So maybe the path you are walking on, there's a lot of opposition on it. But if you have heard God, keep at it. Keep at it. If you have heard God. But if you didn't hear God, then maybe God is the one opposing you. Because he wants you to come back, just like Moses. He was on the path thinking he was helping God. God sent him into the wilderness. We calibrated him. When Moses came back, he was ready to face Pharaoh. He was ready to now do what God has assigned him to do. Deliver his people. Get them from under the yoke of slavery and bondage. And take them to a place he has prepared for them. God has a place for you in this life, in this generation. And God is counting on you and I to fulfill that assignment. And today you are here, everything you've heard from morning, um, from afternoon on Monday up to date is to get you equipped, set on fire, and released back into the world to make a difference. And so your mind should be that I am going out there to make a difference. But do not forget that there's a price. Jesus said, whoever will follow me should take up the cross daily. He says, take up my cross daily and follow me. His cross was one of sacrifice, of discipline. Praise the Lord. And one thing I want to say to you, that if you read the account of the fathers, when you read of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, anytime God spoke to them about something he wanted to do in their lives, they raised an altar. They put a seed on that. That seed is a memorial, it's a testimony before God. And that seed will help you in your fight whilst you go to the trials and the testing of that word. If you just receive the word and you sit down or you're excited, the enemy will come and take that word from you. He will test you. In fact, he would mix the word for you. So like I said, when God said you'd be a mother of nations, you ended up having multiple children. When that was not what God intended by his word. But be ready for service, watching out for when the master comes, because you come anytime from now. Hallelujah. 
The master will come anytime from now. We keep saying he's keeping long, like that servant. But know that long before God is really a few seconds of your life. Praise the Lord. So when he says he's coming soon, soon can be today as we're here. Praise the Lord. My message is really short, like I said. Thank you for your attention. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. If you can be on your feet, I would just want us to pray shortly. One or two prayer points, and then I'll pray for some people again. And one thing I want you to note is that the fact that I said I'm going to pray for you doesn't mean I'm going to touch you. Praise the Lord. If I'm asked to touch you, I will touch you. But it is God who asks that I pray for those particular areas. And so when you come, believe in God. Have, be ready for that encounter with God himself. I am just a vessel. So I don't have any powers within me. Nor any powers created, manufactured by me. What I have, I received from God. He gave to me. And where he says to put it to use, we'll put it to use. Praise the Lord. So if there's a particular condition, believe in your heart. Have faith in God that it has been addressed, even though you were not touched. Praise the Lord. That's the faith I have in God, that when I pray to him, I know he hears me. So I don't have to go out of my way to do anything extraordinary, to prove anything to anyone. So when you also come here with a particular need, a particular challenge, know that God has seen you and God has visited you because there's the fire of God already in this place. And I would wish above all things that you would open up your heart and leave the issues that have so saturated your heart. Mind you, the scripture says God is searching, Jeremiah 17, searching your heart. And if there be any debris or impurity, it's up to you to lay it on the table of this altar. Bring it. There are times that you can even speak your particular challenge on a seed and come and put it on the altar and say, Father, I let go of this thing. It has been a border to me for years. I have told you, God is recalibrating all of us. We are lining us to his purpose. So if you let the past still hold you captive, it is your own doing. The new thing God is doing, he says, is now. Tomorrow will be now. He declares a thing from the end, the end from the beginning. He doesn't wait to try and see or start before you say, okay, this thing will look good. He knows it is good. Just like him. And so if you come into God's presence, make sure you carry as much as you can. Make yourself a blank canvas. Let God draw on you, paint you sets you in shape so that when you go out there and the challenges of this world hits you, life itself is a teaching and learning moment. When the challenges hit you, you will stand firm remembering the word God has spoken concerning you. Like I told you, if of a million over a billion sperms, you stood still and you survived and you are here today, 
the devil shouldn't tell you you will not amount to anything for you to believe him because the God who has given you today as a gift present as a gift is the same God who is going to see you to the expected end because that is his thought concerning you not to raise children who are failures not to raise children who are um, unsuccessful unprofitable he's looking for profits from you he sent you on earth with an assignment Jeremiah 1 5 he says before I called you I knew you before you I called you in your mother's womb I knew you and I called you a prophet unto the nations whatever it is you are today know that God is in you God has an assignment for you even if you feel you may have missed the assignment initial assignment praise the Lord because there was one thing God said I should do and I was stolen on it and God said I think Apostle spoke, to, spoke about it on the first night or the second night no, it was prophet Hayford prophesying to somebody that God expected your mother to do something and she didn't do it and it's moved on to you and if you don't do it it will move on praise the Lord you may have felt like you've missed the assignment the message of God is still here for you God can God restores not that he can he restores so it's up to you praise the Lord to wish and desire to be restored to God mistakes don't define you they don't label you except you allow them to become your label praise the Lord as a man thinketh in his heart so the Bible says so is he praise the Lord so if you think in your heart that you are inadequate that you are a failure that you will not succeed that you failed on this assignment and so there's no other opportunity for you if you think you are poor if you think you should be pitied that is what you will get your thoughts will be a reflection on you so when people treat you like that don't be angry with them but if you see yourself as the redeemed of the lord that you've been empowered that the lord jesus christ dwells in you that your heart is the dwelling place of the trinity you go out there and you walk with that mindset and you'll not be fighting cockroaches and wall jackals and lizards and things around house flies praise the lord so i want us to pray i want us to first of all pray with mark 10 verse 15. can we read 49 and 50. Lebre sekete le kadosha. Rakadibi ante lebedebedebe. Okay, it says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he called thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the story of blind Bartimaeus or Bartimaeus however you want to say you see when you watch some chinese movies there's a way the beggars dress there's a cloak and there's an appearance and blind Bartimaeus probably was 
identified as such by his cloak but when Jesus called him he shut off that cloak setting it aside and running to Jesus I want you this afternoon into this evening to pray that father whatever cloak identifies me spiritually that is not your glory whatever cloak of poverty whatever cloak of sickness whatever cloak of fear whatever cloak of anxiety whatever cloak of um, backwardness whatever cloak of slavery whatever cloak of bondage that identifies me spiritually today i am setting off aside setting off that cloak i'll not be defined by it whatever cloak be it cloak of fibroid cloak of cancer cloak of all sorts of things diabetes cloak of um, late marriages cloak of miscarriage cloak of um, all the things you can think of that are negative whatever cloak there is father i am setting aside this cloak because i have heard your call and i am running towards you this cloak will not be a hindrance any cloak that defines me spiritually even physically that is not of you i lay it aside praise the lord do you get the prayer point this morning reverend Della told you about the kingdom of god suffered violence and the violence taken by force and the devil meddles in illegality once you don't know he will blind your eyes and he will do things and so you are not the um, disfavored or the scum of this earth but the devil can make you feel like the scum of this earth because you are ignorant of the fact that he has called you priest and kings unto himself that as you stand here you are royalty and that you are a son so you'll be walking around with this heavy cloak of disease of sickness of poverty of pain of hurt of disbelief of bitterness all sorts of things all these sicknesses named and unnamed but today you are taking your identity back even as god calls you you are taking that identity and you are dropping every cloak of every identity it will not define you anymore in the name of jesus let's pray
Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.